Hello and welcome back to the Ten Pine Podcast. We're here with me, Lucas Normal, and Beefham. Yes, lad. And today we're here with very special guests, ex-footballer and current manager Richard Brody. How are we, mate? Good, thanks. Yeah, good. Been a long day, but yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, so um, we we'll get started off it like we normally do. How did you sort of? What was your first memory of football, and how did you get into football first of all? Oh God. Um, so I lost my dad at a young age. I lost my dad when I was six. So my granddad brought us up. Yeah. Um, and only child, no brothers, sisters, nothing. Just remember one night and he went, hey, I'm taking the dog for a walk. Do you want to come? And I didn't really want to go, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I'll go with him. We ended up walking the dog and I used to always take me football and just play football in the park with the dog. And um bummed into someone who was a football manager. I was only nine at the time. Because them days, there wasn't under threes, fours, five, sixes. You yeah. didn't start till you were ten. Yeah. I was nine. Come and play for us. Anyway... I went the season after and played and I was playing a year below myself and scored something ridiculous, like 53 goals, I think it was. Um, I wear glasses, but I couldn't wear lenses. I couldn't yeah. even, I could hardly see anyway, but <laughs> just played football and got that buzz for it and it just carried on from there. It's mad like it if you never went on that dog walk. That's what I mean. <laughs> crazy. I didn't even want to go in the first place. It was freezing. <laughs> just thought I just want to stay in the house, but I ended up going and... The best thing I've done, you, you play grassroots football. Like I said, grassroots football developed so much to what it was at that day. So I was nine playing under 11s. So yeah. we had no small-sided games. It was just straight into a full pitch, and that's just <laughs> yeah. what it was. And that was it, the start. Yeah, but where, where are you from? So I think I seen you, you were born in Gateshead. I was born in Newcastle. Don't right. let me mum hear you say Gateshead. <laughs> um, <laughs> born in Newcastle General Hospital, um, which isn't there anymore. Yeah. But we lived on the gate inside the water. Yeah. So, hence the Sunland connection as well. Obviously, losing my dad, uh, my uncle took us to watch Sunland, and Sunland's this side of the water to what we were on, even though it's a little bit further. Yeah. So, end up supporting Sunland, and yeah, born Newcastle, support Sunland, love them. <laughs> Is that rather really more intense than you say than Everton and Liverpool? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'd say, from my experience, obviously, I've lived Newcastle, lived here. Yeah. Um, I'd say the two of them and Celtic Rangers are probably the, the biggest three. You know, yeah. I know you've got Arsenal, Tottenham and United City, but yeah. I mean, I've been in Newcastle, Sunderland, I've been in the Sunderland end and I've been in Newcastle end as a Sunderland fan, which I shouldn't have done. Yeah. That was, that was horrible. What score was <laughs> it when you were in the Newcastle It end? was 2-0 Newcastle. Michael Owen scored and I think Nicky Butt and I was sat there as a Sunderland fan and my girlfriend at the time my dad had a season ticket in Newcastle. I was sat on my hands like that. <laughs> and as I'm walking up towards the Leaser's end, you've been to St James's? Yeah, yeah. And like, people's going, all right, broads, what, what are you doing here? I'm going, I had a hood on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, shut up, lad. That was good. And we got beat too, and I just wanted to dive out and go. <laughs> yeah, I've been, um, I've been in the sun and then as well, obviously at the Stadium of Light. And, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So going back to your own career, like when did it start becoming more serious? You've mentioned like sort of as a youth player. Um, so that was nine. So we got to sort of 15, 16 and there was like sort of interest. So obviously I played the district, played the county, played England under 16s when I was 15 and um, Redruff Boys Club, which Redruff Boys Club is a gated club. The likes of Gaza come out of. Yeah. And so you had, that's the gated side, Redruff, Gaza and you had the Newcastle side Walls End which was like Steve Watson Lee Clark Alan Shearer they come from that side but I was the gated side and then I was obviously playing District County and so the level we're playing at now was Skem so yeah. probably 
probably northern so where the so we northwest counties so where the northern prem west so the northern league in Newcastle is the the equivalent yeah um, ended up playing men's football at fifteen you know get I was only getting fifteen pound a game but yeah at the time like a young kid and was it a baptism of fire then it was. I was fearless though. I was yeah. absolutely fearless, and I was. So Redruff kicked off at one o'clock on a Saturday, so I'd play at one o'clock, finish at quarter three, and Wickham in the Northern League, the man's team would name me as a sub. I just get a <laughs> message off the manager saying your strips hung up <laughs> when you get there. So I'd get there at probably like twenty to four, yeah, half time, but I'd be on the bench. But it was such a learning curve, and this is what I'm trying to say to young lads now. You need to learn from things like that. You know, learn around being around men. I had to learn around being men. And it was difficult because some of these lads, good players who'd come down from a good level, had a good job, couldn't go professional, but hard as nails, man. Yeah. And I was cheeky. I was like, like to the point where, but sort of a little bit too close to the bone sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah, I've stamped on, kicked on, but, and that's why people sign us in the end because I got up and got on with it. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't go out now in the street and have a fight, but you have to be tough. Yeah, do you think that's like a bit of an issue with some of the, especially Premier League under twenty three players, like they're just in that sort of safety blanket of playing against each other, and then like because we've had people on the podcast, haven't we, where you say they're in League Two, League One, or like the Conference, and when a Premier League player drops down, they proper can't act the physicality of it. I'm just going to say that you've took the words out of my mouth. I remember, I mean, I I played what six hundred games in the Conference, and I've seen so many lads come on loan from. Remember a lad at um. At Aldershot, oh, Charlie, God, I can't think of his name now, what a player, training, keep ball, unreal, never give it away, played Braintree away in the conference, could knack it, middle of the park, Yeah, lads who wanted to kick him, wanted to get stuck in, leave one on him, so great in training, but let's yeah. be honest lads, there's no medals in training is there? What <laughs> club did you get him from? Brighton, really, yeah, so. Brighton under 23s, yeah. So how do you think they bridge that gap though? Like, just do you think loaning out is is a better option? Then? I think loaning out's a better option, but yeah, I think these academies they, they get mollycoddled, don't they? They, they, they get yeah. they, they get their asses wiped for them. Let's be honest. Mm, yeah, there's no like, all right, the discipline, but the games change. So I just had the same conversation this afternoon. The games change so much. You can't you can't shout at a young kid anymore. You can't give him a good old good <laughs> old telling off because ultimately it's classed as bullying, for example. And yeah. Sometimes people have to look in the mirror and take a few home truths. Not good enough for them, not done the job, then you get told, end up. Yeah. Do you find that obviously being a manager now, do you find that hard not like sort of berating people when they're, do you know what I mean? Um, I got an opportunity to manage the, the football club, and I'm only 35. I've always wanted to manage it to come along a little bit sooner than, than I thought. But you know yourselves, being from the area, historically, Scam United, a big non-league football club, and I'm so proud that I got the opportunity. Um, wasn't proud. Well, I was proud after six games, but I lost the first six, and I'm thinking, where's this win coming from? But I think you've got to. My best playing days were for for a manager called Martin File. Don't know if you know Martin File, Port Vale, absolute legend. But I wasn't a bit of meat. I was a human being. Yeah. End of the day, whatever job you do, you do. You're a footballer because you're good at playing football. You're a joiner because you're good at being a joiner but end of the day still a human being people have to treat like a human being yeah I was cared for by him and ultimately he got the best out of us so now I, I try and speak to my lads properly 
you know, yeah. I, I said from day one, I'll be honest, and the lads have been great, and I, I love it. It takes over your life, even though it's part time, but I absolutely love it. And you've just got to treat people the right way. It's not yeah. what you ask someone to do; it's how how you're asked to do it, sort of thing. Yeah. What's sort of your goal for this season then with Scan? Um, well, I've just got promoted, so obviously I've been in in charge seven games and brought Mike Smith in as an assistant, Jack Hook coach, um, got Kaz as a physio, and backroom staff brilliant. And we're now, I think I've made six, seven signings maybe, and the club's coming together, the, the players are coming together. I'm big on you have to sign the right lads. That, they've got to be a good player, albeit yeah. But yeah. I don't sign a dickhead in the dressing room. They have to be good lads as well. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately the the chairman said, you know, stay in the division for this season because we've just got promoted. But yeah. I honestly think we're better than that. Yeah. Uh, I might be speaking out of turn, you know, and, and if we finish, you know, one place below relegation, then we've done our job. But I, yeah. I think my ambition is to go and be a lot better and finish a lot higher because the players we've got and the players that we could potentially bring in to improve um, will finish a lot higher, hopefully. Yeah, so going back to like your playing career then, do you remember your first, like, like who was your first club that you played for? Uh, I signed for York. Yeah. Um, was playing non-league for Newcastle Benfield. Done well in the FA Cup. They asked to sign us after the game and the club had said, can we keep Broads until the FA Trophy? Which ended up being from October till January. Anyway, I signed with York. Um, and we played Altrincham away. And I was sub. And we were 3-0 up. And he threw me on. Yeah. Your professional debut at Altrincham for York City. Big club. 64 minutes he threw me on. And I scored after 66. The, the keepers parried one. And honestly, I'm not even as close. I'm closer than I am to you now. And yeah. It's just oh, the best debut ever. Just to the end, that the, the keep us parried and you're like, go on, thanks very much. And I'm off. I'm like, this is great. And I went on my phone after the game and my messages were just, you never had WhatsApp then. It was just, just text messages. And yeah. I think there was 50 odd text messages because it was on Sky Sports News. It had like popped up. Yeah. So uh, honestly, what a feeling. And then from that day, I thought, I, I fancy this. Like, I'm going to have a right good go. Yeah. Well, what do you think you would have done? Like, was that like full time then? Yeah, like, full time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that in the conference? Conference, yeah. yeah so they, like that season, like what was it? What was it like as a season overall for you then? So I only signed in the January, so I, I only had sort of three four months as a as a pro, and yeah, it took a lot of getting used to. To be honest, it took like you've come from part time football to to full time football, and at the time you were getting fans, a sort of crowd to three thousand, four thousand at home, were doing well. Um, but like the little bits of Someone said, "Oh, you'll be tired after training." And people think, "Oh, you train for an hour and a half, two hours." But it took it takes it out of you. It's yeah. physically and mentally demanding because I wasn't used to that. Albeit I was going to work at seven in the morning, coming in, going training, getting in at eleven o'clock when I was part time. But this professional game just took it out of you, like and yeah. took it a while to get used to. And the little bits and bobs of being a pro that you had the, the etiquette sort of thing. Yeah, took a while to get used to. How far away from Newcastle is York? Ninety mile. So did you have to move then? No, we there was. There was about seven of us from the northeast, so we used to car share. Oh yeah. yeah, about an hour and a half. And then when I signed my next contract, when I stayed, uh, they got us a train pass. So you like the train was like fifty minutes, brilliant. That's not bad. That like fifty minutes. I could get any train, any half hour, any time of day. So it was great. Like sound now. Hmm. What was sort of like your favourite goals you scored at York? Oh, um, obviously the debut one, but. 
Remember we played Luton at home in the semi-final of the playoff. Um, Easter weekend it was 2010, and it's we are lads. We got absolutely battered, and I mean, if it had been a boxing match, it would have been stopped. They've <laughs> <laughs> hit the pools, the bar, they've hit every. How they've not scored, I'll never know in a million years. In the last kick of the game, got a free kick. That's never a free kick, and our goalies took it on the edge of the box, our own box, and he's just went bang long. And um, Sean Black at the centre halves jumped, but misjudged it. But he's actually took a little touch off it, and I've just gone through it. I think I took, remember touching the ball five times in the whole game, and we won, <laughs> won one nil in the last minute. And there was like, I think there was seven eight thousand there, and the place went. It's 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 on the YouTube that the place went up like just carnage, oh, yeah, brilliant, and went there on the bank holder Monday. Beat them there, so we end up going to Wembley. I've got beaten the playoff final off Oxford that day, like, mm. but oh, what a goal! And, and there was another one against Crew in the FA Cup, they were League Two, uh, 2 1 down with 10 minutes to go. We were we equalized 2 2. Then I've scored later on and managed to how I've managed to shuffle through a few and just right foot as well. I'm left footed, just smashed it in the top. Brilliant, brilliant. Do you think about goals like that, or is it just instinctive? Because sometimes you hear about like people saying. It's like Calvert Loon might be a good example of this. When he doesn't have to think about it. When was he? La- when did he last play? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he scores tonight and we win. But yeah, like when he has to think about it, it seems like he overthinks it. Some strikers, but when it's like instinctive, it's better. Yeah, so it's just everyone's different for me. I mean, you, you look the likes of people taking a penalty. There's some players I've played with who couldn't take a penalty because yeah. they've got time to think. But there's players that comes in the box and just because they just think right I'm going to have to swing my foot at it or put my head on it and the score it's like instinctive so every, every player's different like um, yeah. I always took penalties and, and I, I like to think you know, I had a lot of weaknesses to my game but in the penalty area I was whether I had time or didn't have time I thought I was I was decent at both to be honest yeah what's it like taking a pen do you know where you're going where you're going to put it yeah yeah yeah. If before you the game or as you just stood there Um, before the game yeah, uh, the season at York when I scored the thirty-seven, we got twelve penalties that season. Twelve, and I took all twelve, and I scored ten and missed two, and I went the same way every single one. That's tough. That's my. Do you think keepers like? Do you reckon them two keepers? Yeah, so the gaffer took us off them at Wembley, didn't he? So because I took them all season, we got to Wembley. The gaffer went, bro, don't look. Uh, you went the same way all season. I'm, I'm, if we get one today, you're not on them. I'm like, oh my god, I've heard that like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone and else you know what the it. gaffer was brilliant as well Martin Foyle I was like gaffer right, I've took them all season haven't I he went yeah but he'll know where you'll go I went I'll change I promise I'll change I'm thinking I want to score Wembley do you know what I mean yeah of course yeah so you just mentioned pl- did you play at Wembley then uh, against Oxford played it yeah um, played there three times lost three times what I suppose what, what's it like playing there in that though Is it- brilliant I mean the first time was a trophy final York Stevenage we got beat 2-0 yeah then I went in the playoff final with York, got beat 3-1 off Oxford, and then went um, with Grimsby in the trophy final and got beat on penalties off Wrexham. Actually missed a penalty in the shootout, to be fair. Did you put it that way? I went over the bar when, <laughs> to be fair, it's probably still going now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, moving on from York, did you go to Crawley next? Yeah. Yeah, what was that like? Because I think, that, did you play at Old Stafford? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they, they bought me for a lot of money. They bought this um, £275,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's still the record non-league fee between two non-league clubs. Really, yeah. Um, not ideal, I'll be honest. Money was great. Went there, Steve Evans, 
Do you know Steve or not? Yeah. Is he the bit like quite big fella? Yeah. So that just screams at everyone. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty much in a nutshell what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But listen, York weren't in a position to turn down that kind of money, so. I went there and, you know, it, it was out of my hands, really. I didn't want to go. I'll be honest, I didn't want to go. Um, the yeah. club sold me. So, went there. Brilliant. As far as, like, won the conference, played at Old Trafford. And I'll be honest, Old Trafford was miles better than, than Wembley. Uh, what was Old it, Old Trafford yeah? was unbelievable, man. 74,500 there. Full house at Old Trafford. Got beat 1-0. Hit the bar in the last minute. I watched that yesterday. The little loop header. Yeah, the header. Did you yeah. think it was in? I thought it was in. Oh. We had one corner in the full game. One nil down. Where's Brown scored? Uh, one corner in the full game. The ninety third minute. And I've heard it. I'm thinking that's going in there. It's hit the bar and bounced down and come out. Oh, oh that must be the worst. We, we were on um, we were on ten grand a man to to get a replay. Really? Yeah. <sighs> so that half an inch cost us ten grand. Oh, that's <laughs> what's that like playing the next week then so I presume you're playing at like a lot smaller ground so on week. the Saturday we played United on ITV yeah 74 on Tuesday night we played Southport <laughs> there was 800 bit of a people. comes arm yeah like. 800 people I think we scraped past them 1-0 I think but it's like after the Lord Mayor's show type of thing you go and you think oh my god but you've got that's your bread and butter of the league you've got to go yeah. and we end yeah. up going to win the conference and Listen, what a squad! What a squad of players we had, like you know, to win the conference and then went to Fleetwood and won it again. So yeah, as far as that's con- concerned, you know, brilliant. But I, I still shouldn't have left you off, to be honest. Yeah. Do you know when you get drawn against United, is everyone like yes, like we're playing at Old Trafford? Or is it like oh, we've got to go to Old Trafford and play? No, everyone just puts nothing. Listen, yeah. As a conference club, that was the fifth round, by the way. So to get to the fifth round, was it? Yeah, yeah. Comp- fifth round. Did you beat in the fourth and the third? We beat. In the the round before the fourth round, Torquay, believe it or not, who were now a division. So when we won the third round against Derby, mm. you're thinking, right, let's get a good club here. And we got Torquay in the same division, you're like. <laughs> beat Torquay, got United. Second round was Swindon. Yeah. Beat Swindon. And the first round was Newport. Newport, Swindon, Derby, Torquay, then United. They're all quite big clubs as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. That's, like, that's like a boss FA Cup run. What yeah, team cool. was it the other year that got to, was it round six? Sutton. No, that's Lincoln. 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 Yeah. Lincoln. They play at Arsenal. They beat Burnley away. Beat Burnley and went to yeah. Arsenal. That's right, yeah. yeah they did. That's like the magic of that, of that FA uh, Cup, isn't it? FA Cup's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. You've just got to, you've got to love it and, and the shocks and... It's what you play football for, isn't it? Everyone, yeah. everyone loves the FA Cup and it's great for the little clubs to get it, you know, financially as well, especially the state the country's in now and the state non-league footballs and you mm. you want these little clubs to get a little few quid, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's like Marine the other year, they got Tottenham, to the Tottenham, yeah. didn't they? But again... Lockdown killed it a little bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it did, like... Yeah. But, um, so, you won the conference, yeah, at Crawley. So, would you be then promoted to League Two? Yeah. So, did you stay there for that season? No, I went it? on loan, to, on a season-long loan to Fleetwood in the conference and won the yeah. conference again. <laughs> and then did you go back to Crawley after that? No, I went to Morecambe in the league. Made me Football League debut at Morecambe, yeah. In League Two, yeah? Yeah. But was that, was that like a big step up then, to conference to League Do you Two? you know what? It wasn't really, no. to be honest. The, the top half of the conference... Yeah could quite easily beat anyone in the bottom half of League 2 yeah yeah. Um, like when I first signed in the conference at York there was probably seven full time teams and the rest were part time now it's the other way around there's more full time than part time yeah uh, so yeah the, the, the conference in League 2 Like, but at the time the money was more in the conference than it was League 2 
Why do you think that is? You think surely we're like the TV right to League Two and just the coverage and everything? I think I just caught Crawley when the owners come in. I think I caught Fleetwood when the new owner come in, and, yeah. and they were trying to buy the best players at that time to to get them promoted. Like, yeah, maybe you can call it lucky, you can call it unlucky, whatever you want. But yeah, how did that season go then in League Two? Um, could have been better. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, scored six goals for Morecambe in twenty three games. I think it was. Uh, but I was on loan from yeah. Crawley, and again. It all comes out of money. They, they, Morgan, small club, couldn't afford me money from Crawley, so he ended up going back to the conference. I went back to Grimsby, and after that, I'd just become like bouncing from club to club, which was difficult, really, yeah. really difficult. Um, you look at like going back to York and Martin File, you talk about managers that, that, that look after you and care for you. I just I was searching for that manager, and I just never found him, to be fair. Never found him. even though I went to big clubs, yeah, not that I ever. Every time I pull the shirt on, I give a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. But I just couldn't find a home. I'll be honest, couldn't find yeah, one. Yeah. Are they always short-term contracts as well in them divisions? Um, probably, probably twelve months. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was lucky with Crawley. I got a three-year contract, so yeah, uh, they were throwing money about at the time. But yeah, probably twelve months. Is that hard then? Like, because you're thinking, yeah, I might be on good money for twelve months, but then you've got that uncertainty of not knowing what's yeah. coming next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you get, especially when you when I got a little bit older, and obviously. Had kids and stuff, and you're like, it's got to come to a point now where you you can't just be gambling on getting. Because what happens if you get injured, or mm. you know what happens if you don't get offered something just for the sake of a manager? So you you've got to kind of look at it that way. It, it gets harder as you. It's not so bad as a young kid when you've got no priorities or anything. But when the kids were born, I thought something's got to change a little bit. Um, and I I got very very lucky. I'll be honest, I got really lucky. I went to Solihull Moors in the conference. Yeah. Um. Three games in, Liam McDonald's took us there. Um, he got sacked after three games. I'm thinking, here we go again. Richard Money come in. Who was manager of Luton when I'd scored for York against him. So I was <laughs> never going to play for him. He got rid of us on the bus on the way back from Ebbsfleet. He said, he said this isn't going to work, this mate. Took us all the way from to, to Southampton and told us on the way back it's not going to work. I'd come on and done all right as well, to be fair. Why did he say that? You don't know now, even probably still. probably a clash of personalities. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's harsh. That though on the bus back. Well, why not just tell us before? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Liam phoned me, and he went. Um, Fully enough, I was sat on the Sunday in a pub watching Everton. Everton played someone that day. I can't remember. Phone rang. So what are you up to? I went not a lot. So I've just got a job. Do you want to come and help us out for a couple of weeks? By the way, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Rush all Olympic. Who were based in Walsall, who are the equivalent of like the Northern Prem, so it's like the Southern, the, the central one, so the, yeah. the league below the Conference North. He said, I'm coming out for a couple of weeks, bottom of the league. I'd never heard of them, lads, I'd never heard of them. <laughs> he said, I'll give you the same money you were on at Solihull, and I'll look after your training wise, it's only part time. So I thought, I had a little thing, and I'm thinking, I just had my son, so it kind of suited yeah. Tuesday, Thursday. Um, I was doing a little bit of coaching South Pole College with the, with the football lads and I thought yeah so that two weeks ended up being like two and a half yeah so once you go part time and then my son got a little bit older and you're wanting to do stuff with him and they're travelling South Pole to Walsall three times a week yeah. that M6 is a killer man so and you end up going to Skem um, 
and that was that. Got off the coaching role of Paul McNally after that, which yeah. you know very thankful for. And that was that. The rest is as they say. When did you have a plan to like end? Do you have a plan to end your? I didn't. Do you have I a didn't. number? No. To be honest, I, well, I don't be laughing now if I listen to this. I could probably still play. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I do train. Yeah. But like I said, the opportunity arose to. to to take the job and I was on the bench for the first four games and there's a couple of times when you're on the bench you're like like I'm, I'm two, <laughs> we're two one down and I'm thinking I'll get my kit on you <laughs> you know ultimately it's up to them and and you know I, I still probably could play but I, I've got to I've got to I'm not going to play forever I have to focus on yeah. this job that I've got and, and give 110% and, and make this work yeah why do you think you never stayed in like the league like league 2 longer because you scored like a lot of goals in your career as well yeah um, I didn't help myself at times being left out and sulking and um, dealing with things the wrong way should we say um, off the field wasn't great and you get left out and you're living away from home in a hotel and you've, like, I was I was shit with my own company like yeah. you know I mean shit like you, you finish training you're like what are we going to do and you, you go for a bet or you go and have a pint and that was just how it was it wasn't yeah because I liked betting it wasn't because I liked drinking it was just I want a company yeah and I really struggled on my own struggled living away in a hotel people think it's great hotels cars you know with a restaurant and a bar downstairs but it's not it's lonely it is yeah. really lonely and at the time I had no missus no kids or nothing so I wish I did at that time. Yeah. I probably mm-hmm. probably things would have been a lot different. Like I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah the lad who saw that this out for us told us about a story about you throwing a pie at someone at a oh. match. So at Grimsby, <laughs> missed that penalty dinner in the trophy final. Got released the next day. A couple of years later, Southport played Grimsby, and like I said, I I am the nicest person in the world I'd, I'd buy you a drink whatever <laughs> but on that pitch I see red and I don't know why <laughs> it's it well I do know why it's a it's a it's a passion for the game it's a passion to win a passion to do well and it's like win at all costs like that's all I yeah. wanted to do win however I won I w- didn't care yeah remember warming up and this fella's like giving it loads um Grimsby fans so I put to play Grimsby and I was sub so I was warming up and he's giving it like loads and he sort of went over the barrier like that and I just, for some stupid reason, I went over and he's calling me all sorts and I just whacked the pie, like, clean out his hands and the pie <laughs> all over the plate. He just bought it, like, kind of burnt my hand a little bit. Well, <laughs> and I, that, I just, I don't know. And um, I had to get the stewards to move my car. Uh, they were threatening to go and do me tyres and everything. So, oh. <laughs> Did you ever have any other interactions with fans? The the Luton fans that day, uh, when we when we beat them away at Luton, you, you'll have seen it on Sky Sports News when they all they invaded the pitch and throwing coins, they wouldn't let us down. So the tunnel's there, for example, and we're trying to get down the tunnel. So the pitch is that way. Goals yeah. are there. York fans are behind that goal, ten thousand, and we're trying to get. And the Luton fans come on the pitch and barricaded that off. So we had to run, <laughs> run into. It's on uh, YouTube. We had to run into the stands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the hooligans were throwing coins at us. Oh, honestly, it was scary. It was absolutely scary. Really I can't much. even imagine what that's like. It must be like a, like a zombie apocalypse. You know, to people who they, they were coming for me. Like I'd scored the goal, so I'd, I found a you know like a steward's jacket, like a high vis jacket. <laughs> put that on, yeah, like to, to camouflage myself in with like pretend I was a steward <laughs> and throwing stuff at me. Oh, madness, honestly. <laughs> 
Have you ever nearly like if you had any like fights on the pitch? You see people pushing each other, but no one ever actually seems to actually have a fight. Is that different yeah. than like the conference and League Two? Uh, there's been scuffles like, but it's always handbags, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, I've been sent off more times than you can imagine, but not for <laughs> that. It's more like the elbow, like you're trying to centre forward, trying to head the ball. But there has been altercations, like in you know you, you see all these things about players fighting on the training ground amongst themselves and. I, I don't mind that if any of my lads done that at training sometimes you want a bit of that you want a bit of passion you want yeah. um, shake hands and get on with it but I'm old school so whoever had a fight with on the pitch after the game I'd sit down and have a drink with him and, and, and yeah. shake hands and yeah. that's just the way it was but yeah there has been a few altercations like I must be honest yeah <laughs> but the, um, who's like the player that's most like that that you've played with as in like the most like sort of Confrontational in a way, like just loves having a like a scrap on the pitch. Um, I remember a lad, uh, a lad of Fleetwood called Jay McGuire. Jay McGuire, just just a hothead, just a general, <laughs> and, that, and that's coming from me. So that's quite rich, to be fair. Uh, just loved it, just loved the tackle, and loved just a little bit of scrap or argument. And he was like a, he was like a cannonball waiting to explode. <laughs> but then afterwards, the nicest person in the world. So, but again. You know, we had dressing rooms, Crawley and Fleetwood. We had dressing rooms of absolute characters, and I mean characters. Um, and that, that helped that helped us win the league. Like it really did help us win the league. As, yeah. as much as having the ability, the dressing room of just not a care in the world. Just we just yeah. get and go again. We go and have a drink together. We go out together. Yeah. We have a fight. We have a fight together. Um, get drunk. Get drunk together. Honestly, brilliant. Is what? that like? Is it the alright to drink in them leagues? Would you like? You see, like that, you're not really allowed to drink as a footballer, but well, is it more like accepted? Like, would the manager sort of tell you off if he knew, or would he sort of turn a blind eye to it? Different managers, everyone's different, and I think you have to have a night out. Obviously, listen, you can't have a drink Thursday, Friday before a game, and you can't yeah. go out. But the old Tuesday club as footballers, you go out on a Tuesday and you have a something to eat. You off on a Wednesday, you have a couple of drinks, and it's team spirit for me. You just got to, yeah. you know, everything in moderation, sort of thing. I think you. Like now, my lads at football, we're part time. I make them go in the bar. Listen, they don't have to have an alcoholic drink, but sit together, have something to eat, have a drink. It's all team spirit for me, and you, you have to build that. And you know, every little thing that you, little one two percent that can improve your team spirit's massive. You have to have a good dressing room, otherwise you, whether you're full time, part time, whether you're Sunday morning team, you've got to have a good dressing room. Yeah. Yes. What what number was you throughout your career? Um. I'm, I'm I'm superstitious. I'm a weirdo, um, <laughs> and the year I scored me thirty odd goals for York. I'm number sixteen, um, and I just carried on with that number at York. Then when I went back, I got number nine, which I was desperate for. Yeah. But I'm thinking, well, I really want number sixteen, but someone had it, so number nine was free. So I thought the second time I'll, I'll take number nine. But I was I was nine or ten to be honest most of the time. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any other superstitions before matches? Yeah, um, I have to put my left boot. And my left shin pad on before my right boot and my right shin pad. And this sounds weird. My little boy now, I do the same with him. When I put his boots and shin pads on, <laughs> I put his left one on. And, and me, me ex missus will say, what, what are you doing that for? Stop being a weirdo. And I just, just something that I have to do. I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't know. Do you remember but, when you started doing it? Uh, I done it once, scored a hat trick, and I thought, I've just got to keep on doing it. I've done it ever since. And that was <laughs> That's mad. like, as a young age, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anyone else that has any, like, weird superstitions? Um, play with. Th- there'll be a few. Um, some lads. Um, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. For example, Big Steve McNulty, who's, who's manager of, of Bootle there. 
Um, I used to take his top off at half time. Don't know why. <laughs> and then not even change it. Just, just no. Just put it back on again when he went out. And <laughs> I, there's loads of different things, and you meet football's great because you meet loads of different. End of the day, they're just work colleagues. At the end of the day, you probably keep in touch with a handful of them. Yeah. So you meet loads of weird and wonderful people in different superstitions, different interests, different backgrounds, and ultimately. You all club together to be a team to go and try and win a yeah. game of football. Yeah. What's like this? You've been like, you don't have to name them, but has anyone ever been like proper strange in a weird way in the dressing room you've been in? Um. I, I, no, not. I wouldn't say strange. No, um. Obviously, you had, you know, different lads that you know, had the beliefs in God and things. Yeah. And done things different ways. You had different religions um, that dealt with things differently. Uh. But I wouldn't say it's strange, and everyone, like I said, everyone's different, so you, you have to respect everyone's wishes yeah. and the way everyone is, but as long as at three o'clock they're, they're pulling in the same direction, then you don't mind. Um, you know, team nights out, yeah, they all come along and we all just, you, you get to know each other. As you're a full-time footballer, you're on that bus, you've got to use the bus trip, you know, for away games. Get to know people, get to mingle, I, I, I'm a big believer in that, like. Yeah. yeah. Who's the best player you'll ever play with? Wow. Um, well... Straight away, you're going to throw Jamie Vardy in because he was, he was, wow, he was different class. Even then? Yeah. 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 Um, Vards was right foot, left foot, pace. He had that little dink over the keeper. He still does it now. Yeah. And I don't know how the keepers can't read it. Um, and usually if you run at pace, when you go and finish the ball, you have to stop. He just done it at pace with both feet. Yeah. Um, Vards was different class and... Look, he's gone and done wonderful things, and good luck to him. Um, was that a Fleetwood? Yeah, Fleetwood. Yeah. So did you ever play as a two then? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not that like it, yeah, yeah. To be fair, my touch was shit. He used to just used to make my touch look unbelievable because he was <laughs> that quick. He was he was he was excellent. Um, played with a lad called towards the end of his career, John Oster. Remember John Oster? Played for Everton, Sunderland. No. Uh, he come to Gator towards the end of his career. Oh wow. Played Premier League, just like a stroll in the park, playing the yeah. conference against it. Like, yeah. Why do you think Vardy wasn't in? Like, why wasn't he at that level straight away that he is now? Do you think? Um, I think. Listen, Vardy is a is a bit of a lad from a, a council estate in Sheffield. He, he'll tell you the same himself. Uh, I think he, whatever his issues were at Halifax and and Stockbridge, and he had a tag on and couldn't play night games, so. You know, there was a few, few issues that he had, which he's obviously dealt with and buried and, and moved on. So we all have issues. I've had them. So that's there's nothing to be ashamed of. But he, he maybe he's done it the right way sometimes, coming out in non-league football and moving on yeah. and coming through that way before you hit a pro club. Like yeah. we've said before about under-23s coming down. Sometimes if you've done that bit before, it's yeah. easier to adapt to, to being a pro like. Is that um, like pretty much ritual he has too? Do you know when he has like however many Red Bulls and that all? Oh, he was always on the Red oh, To be fair, he's, he's probably gone up in the world now. He can afford Red Bull. He was on them shitty free Majors ones. Or something. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 free, the 49p ones or whatever. <laughs> he can afford Red Bull now. <laughs> what was the, apart from Old Stafford and Wembley, what was like your favourite grounds to play at? Well, when I was at Morecambe, I was very lucky. Um, we drew Sunderland away in the Carlin Cup uh, which wow 
my family were there to play at Sunderland, to play at the Stadium of Light in front of sort of, I think there was about 20 odd thousand people there. Um, got beat. Um, Martin O'Neill was in charge of Sunderland. And the two goal scorers were Aaron Johnson and Stephen Fletcher. And they beat us 2 0. So that, that was special to me, like real special. But being dead lucky, played at Derby, who were top of the championship at the time. Yeah. Played at Stoke in the FA Cup third round. Um, obviously Old Trafford just been really lucky in some of the grounds I've played at Wembley brilliant Old Trafford the best but closest to my heart Sunderland like yeah do you know when you're like so that's a bit of a conflict of interest being a fan isn't it of Sunderland and playing deep down were you sort of still a little bit made up that Sunderland won no I wanted to go and win the game and, and I remember coming off and by the way Martin O'Neill was unbelievable coming out of dressing room and um, i never forget you in the game I said, remember Lee Catamull? Yeah. I said to Lee Catamull, I went, can I have your shirt, mate? Yeah, of course you can, big man. And he got dragged off. He's gone down the tunnel. I'm thinking, I'm never getting his shirt, like. Um, doing the team talk. After him, Martin O'Neill coming our dressing room. Done our team talk. And he was honestly so respectful. So saying how well we've done as a League Two side against the Premiership side. They played a full team, by the way, Sunderland. Yeah. Titus Bramble. Um, obviously, Stephen Fletcher. Adam Johnson. Um, James McLean some good players playing that side yeah. um, and I was in the shower and someone shouts bro it's a, there's a knock on the door and this fella come in and it was Lee Catamull he went where's your big number 10 and he had his shirt for us ready I went yeah mate I said there's mine I said wash your car wipe your ass with it do what you want <laughs> but he, he took mine and um, the club took 50 quid on my wage as well for that but yeah no um, <laughs> did they? yeah give me shirt away yeah <laughs> wait if it though yeah 100% yeah, it's one of them and, moments, and people slag that's what I mean people slag footballers off like Lee Catamall and he took the time he didn't need to do that he got took yeah. off he could have went home and he took the time to come out and give us his shirt like have you swapped shirts many other times then? Um I've got a few in the house yeah Um like called Jake Buxton at Derby when we played Derby um, I got Julio Arcus after we played Middlesbrough yeah. in a pre-season game for York well obviously Julio was big Sunderland and got Julio Arcus uh, James Beattie yeah he's played for Everton yeah. after the Stoke game in the FA Cup got beat another one again got dragged off um, Tony Pulis was in charge of Stoke Peter Reid was assistant and Beattie got took off and he waited in the tunnel and, and, and gave us his shirt after the game so Couple of them. Owen Hargreaves after Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got Owen Hargreaves' shit. Yeah, really, so. Yeah. There's a couple of good ones that I've got, and, I, and like I said, I'm, I'm proud of that, like, to be honest. Who's yeah. the best player you played against? Against? Wow. You're going to have to say at Old Trafford, Wayne Rooney come on, and he was yeah out this world, like. Just a different level. Quality. Can you just tell, yeah, that it's just. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, we played against some good players, but Wayne Rooney was, was class, like. Yeah. Class. I thought like Rooney. Who was yeah. in goal that day for our old rappers was it the hair? Or was it Van der Sar? Lindegaard, I think. Was it Lindegaard? Yeah. yeah. I remember him, yeah. Mm. So, like, moving forward, like, with your managerial career, like, wh- where do you think Scam will be in, like, three years, maybe five years' time? Um, listen, there's, there's a lot of things going on off the off the pitch with we don't play at our ground at the minute. We're playing Bursco at the minute because, obviously... Um, I don't know if you know the GMO, you know, in Scam, the GMO Sports Park. Um, no, no. It didn't pass a, a bounce test for the AstroTurf, so we're having to play at Bursco at the minute. A lot of plans in place for us to get yeah. back eventually. So, you know, we, this season's about stabilising. It's my first job, and 
you can't run before you can walk but we have to stabilize and hopefully touch woods you know the chairman the chairman's different class and how he could stay as positive as he did after losing six games is beyond me because he, he he backed me the staff the players he, he was he was excellent and he's just said stabilize the season and we'll go again next season so keep getting results stay up stay in a job and and, and next season and we'll, we'll have a good go and Listen, I'm ambitious. I don't want to be in the Northern Premier League West. I want to be in the Northern Premier League and I want yeah. to move forward. Um, and I hope that's what's getting united because I believe and I want to be that person to take them forward. Yeah. Is there anyone that you like sort of model yourself in terms of style of play? No, I just... Listen, we have a style of play. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in... in, in, in man management I deal with the players and, and try and deal with it the right way I've got two excellent coaches I've got an excellent scout that you might think at this level sounds daft but got reports on every team in the division we do a yeah. so our training Tuesday Thursday is not just training for training sake our training this week Tuesday Thursday is working towards Colne on Saturday Yeah, who we're going to go and play and we've got a report on them get videos our games get videos uh, I just try and get the right personnel for that particular game I'm in a situation Saturday where I've never been in before because I've won last week so yeah. do we change it do we keep it the <laughs> same it's um, if the lads are watching now they'll be like well, but <laughs> no we I fully believe you've got to give players a chance after winning a game and, and carry on a bit of momentum that's what we need now but at the same time different games need different personnel and yeah. Saturday was the strongest bench we've had to pick from Look at the bench, you've got players that can come on and match what's coming off, and I think that's massive. Yeah. What, do you know in terms of subs at that level? Is it the same as Premier League, five subs, or is it still three? We can name five, but only make three. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so, so you, once you've made your three, you, so I'd made three Saturday, and then someone said my hamstring's gone, I was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, it's... It's it's challenging, but it's, it's the best challenge that I could could ever have at the minute and yeah. and it's something to focus on it's something I, I'm desperate to do well with it's something that I give me all um, me, me family will tell you that I spend half my life on this even when you come in from training <laughs> it's it takes over your life but it'll be worth and all that six weeks of stress was worthwhile on Saturday at five o'clock when that final whistle went and we won a game so if I can carry on that feeling and keep it going then it's only going to get stronger I hope yeah, do you know them lads are like obviously they all part-time? Yeah. Do they have older jobs too then? Yeah, yeah. What happens, right, if one of them comes to you and says, I can't I can't play on Saturday because I'm working? Or like, I want to do overtime on Saturday because I need this amount of money or whatever. So, this is the issue I'm having at the minute. Yeah. I've tried to drive standards and your standards are, if you sign for a semi-professional football club, you train Tuesday night, Thursday night, you play on a Saturday. That's the non-negotiables. So, if you commit to that, then you're committed. Yeah. Listen, it's not the main source of income. I understand that people have family and work commitments. And if that's the case, then so be it. You know, your work and your family comes first. You know, that that's just the way it is. But if if you can't play or you can't make it, then unfortunately that's your place lost and, and someone else takes it and you have to wait to get back in. Yeah. That must be hard though, like for someone like imagine like you really imagine you're not like a proper streaker scoring goals. And then you've got to choose between like I'm losing this amount of money and I need to pay bills. Like, 
Is it, is it, so is it full-time for you or part-time? I'm part-time, yeah. Part-time. But it, does it seem like it's full-time? It seems like it's full-time, yeah, with, yeah. with, the, with the phone calls, yeah. But what, what are you doing? How long do you do anything else alongside? I'm a taxi driver. Really? Yeah, yeah taxi driver. And I, um, I'm in the academy at Morecambe. I do the under-12s and 13s in Morecambe's academy as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very, very busy at the minute, as well as my own kids as well. So me, me lad plays, me lad's brilliant. Yeah. He's six, me lad can half play, yeah. Um, he's... He's football and swimming, my daughter's dancing and swimming and chaos. Is it harder uh, managing like under 12s, under 13s, or is it uh, harder yeah. managing men? See, see, you've got it. It's a skill in itself, isn't it, to be able to deal with kids? Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, you're dealing with the parents, aren't you? So you have to deal with kids, and then you go to a man's environment where you can swear, you can say this, you can shout and ball. Whereas at Morecambe, you have to sort of follow a curriculum of how they want to work things, which is fine. So you've got to be able to manage both sides of things and, like I said, it's a skill to deal with different people at different ages, at different levels of development sort of thing. Yeah. So you're a Sunderland fan, aren't you? Yeah. What's your sort of thoughts on them at the minute, Sunderland? Um, we need a centre-forward. Like, got Ellis Sims, haven't we, from Everton? But yeah. He, he, oh, said, yeah. he said he's two. Uh, listen, uh, what, a, what a massive club. And, and, and No one's got a divine right to be in the Premier League, but they're a Premier League club, aren't they? If you look yeah. at the teams in the Premier League, they're a massive yeah. club and... Uh, a club that's that's really close to, and just to get promoted last season was was a massive relief. Uh, had a good start, yeah. A little bit shocked when Alex Neil decided to go to Stoke. I wasn't quite sure. On oh, that. that's a mad one. Yeah, that, yeah. that must be because of money. Got to be money, hasn't it? Yeah. Got to be because he's a Scotsman, so he's halfway to Scotland anyway in Sunderland. And yeah, it's got to be money. But listen, I liked him. I didn't want him, but I liked him. And I, the more I listened to him, the more I get all the emails through on my phone, listen to all his interviews and pre-match, post-match. Mm. And Tony Mowbray, again, funny one, but, you know, to be in the top half of the table, we've just got promoted after sort of 10, 12 games. It's, 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 it's a so good... tight at the minute, that's so the championship. Yeah. I think it's six points between first and about 11 for something like that, so... But it just shows how much Ross Stewart and Alex, Ellis Sims, that relied, we relied on them, because we went to Bristol City with them two up front and won 3-2 with Bristol City. Now they're both injured, we can't score a goal. Yeah. So I think we had two nil nils. Preston to him, Blackpool to him, nil nil. Yeah. Um. Obviously beat Wigan last week, but last night was disappointing against Blackburn. Do you say um Tony Mowbray is the manager now? Yeah. Is he um wasn't he Middlesbrough manager at yeah. one point? What's that rivalry like? Because obviously Newcastle Sunderland's a rivalry. But so you've got if you look at the coastline, you've got Newcastle, seventeen miles Sunderland. Yeah. Then forty miles to Middlesbrough. Yeah, so is it so not... bang in the middle and Newcastle and Middlesbrough. It's not bang in the middle, but yeah. over a couple of miles. Newcastle Sunderland's the worst, but obviously Sunderland Middlesbrough as well. They beat us a couple of weeks back, didn't they? That was the first day I got the scam job, that the Monday night, because I yeah. was dying to watch it and my phone kept going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're both big rivalries. Like, the yeah. North East, massive for football. Massive, and I think you should probably understand that yourselves. It's like down here, they just love the football. They really yeah. do, but... Sun and Newcastle, massive. Sun and Middlesbrough, not so big, but yeah. again. Who's like, your favourite Sunderland player of all time? Kevin Phillips. Uh, his record is ridiculous, I think it's underrated. Though. He won the gold, European Golden Boot, didn't he? Did he? Well, the, yeah. Goals, yeah. And uh, he's manager of South Shields now in the league above us, so I, I was just, uh, we got knocked out of the FA Cup with Scam. I'm thinking, oh, if, if, we, you know, if we don't get a big club, get South Shields and I, I can stand next to Kevin Phillips in the dugout like yeah. uh, complete legend absolute legend yeah. I think he scored 30 goals in the Premier League he did, season yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. I think 10 were penalties but who cares yeah. where did Sunderland finish that season 
They finished seventh twice under Peter Reid, didn't they? Seventh in the Premier League. That's what I didn't know. Yeah, two seasons in a row. Is yeah. he your favourite Sunderland manager of all oh, time? Peter Reid's class, man. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. That'd be a good podcast, wouldn't it? We don't talk about I've, I've, yeah. I've met him a couple of times as well, and he's he's he's, he's just a proper proper fella as well. Yeah, which you get, don't you? Because I think Scousers and Geordies are quite similar, working class people who just love football and love chatting football, and just end of the day, Peter Reid's an Everton fan, and he let's be yeah. honest, and, yeah. and I'm a Sunderland fan, so you just talk football. It's great. Yeah. You got any more questions? I finish up. Um. So, what was your like personal favourite season you ever played then? Just the season at York when um, I think it was 2010-11 uh, 37 goals in the conference um, and I nearly got released the season before so to go and score 37 goals at that level um, personally brilliant to get us in the playoffs brilliant disappointed that we didn't get promoted because uh, that would have been the icing on the cake but you know personally brilliant and what a, what a football club I've done a bit, bits and bobs of work for them podcasts and I've been back on match days and done sort of Q&A's etc and just a club that's really really close to my heart and you know they got promoted last season I went back with Steve Watson remember Steve Watson Evan? yeah, yeah. Uh, Watto was the manager I went and he let me come in and coach the first team when I was doing my badges and stuff so yeah. um, great great club and th- that was my best season as a player we say they were your favourite club as well yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% yeah 100. I'd do anything for that club um, yeah. and if I sit here and say do I want to manage them one day yeah I do yeah, yeah I do. Um you could say I want to manage Sunderland but that's unrealistic. To to manage York would be would be very, very well I'd I'd lose my arm to do it like. Yeah. What what how's that work then with all the like sort of coaching badges? So if 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 you I got a little bit of a head start because all the ex pros after lockdown, if you've been an ex pro, they got fast tracked to the front of the queue. Yeah. because uh, it was a big backlog. So uh, we got fast tracked and you go through and you pay you pay a fee that's Less than what normal Joe blogs would pay because you, you you pay your pay for your subscription. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then go and do your badges. Go and get you do your practical, you do your theory, and then passed off, and that's that. And you can move on to your next one. So I'm on my UEFA B at the minute. Yeah. So the next one's the UEFA A license, and the world's your oyster. Your B is the one that you need for everything. The B is the one that you need to get to get jobs in academies or to get jobs in yeah in, the, in football league clubs like. Yeah, do you have any regrets over your career, like transfers and stuff like that? Yeah, I shouldn't have signed for Crawley. Was there any other interest from other clubs at yeah. the time? Um, I was due to sign for Colchester, who was seventh in League One at the time. Yeah. Um, but the fee was only hundred and twenty grand plus twenty grand, and Crawley come in with two hundred and seventy-five grand. So the club accepted yeah. that and not that. So they were seventh in League One at the time and ended up getting promoted in the championship last season. Do you not have a say in that then though? No. That must be so frustrating. Yeah. So you know I'm sat here now who's played six hundred games in the conference, but due to one person's judgment on finance, yeah. They made me not made me, but they sold me to Crawley. Mm-hmm. And I could have went they you know, they went the championship that season, Colchester, so Yeah. And you just never know, but no point in looking back. Yeah, no yeah. point in looking back. Look forward and had a very good career. Met some great people, mm. some fantastic memories. And all I can say now is that to, to I'm thankful for this opportunity to manage, and and I really want to, you know, be a better manager than I was a player. I'll be honest. I want to I want to be a better manager than I was a football player. Yeah. Yeah. What level do you think you can get to in terms of management? Like obviously you said you'd love to manage Sunderland, but is there a more like a goal where you think yeah, I'm definitely going to do that 
Um, I wouldn't. You just don't know what's around the corner. You just mm. you know results and football's a small football's a, sm- a family. Non-league football is a small family. Trust me, it's a family, and people talk. And if you do the right things, you, you just you just don't know what's around the corner. So all I can do, I'm not focused on anything at the minute other than than getting Skem United to 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 the next level. And I really think I can. And if yeah. if that's if that takes me two seasons, if that takes me four seasons, then then I'll make sure it's done. And um, I think the club deserve that. They've had a lot of a lot of shit over the past few years with grounds and money, etc. And uh, you know, we're playing at Burst School, we're getting 180, 200 people. Where if we're in Scam, we're getting three fifty, four hundred people. But yeah. there's no, tr- you know, so we'll get there. Um, and I'm going to be the one to do that. Yeah, it's nice. And also, what's your favourite pint? <laughs> um, my favourite drinks you're going to laugh here no Boddington's bitter nice pint of bodies I love a pint of bodies but <laughs> I mean that's the first time we've had bitter yeah, yeah a, a pint of bodies and just dead smooth I used to go they do it in all the pubs going to the match at the stadium light so yeah. that's how I ended up drinking it like it's just dead smooth and yeah. you can have a couple without being too too drunk I've got another question I'm name one um, forgotten Premier League footballer like an obscure footballer that no one will remember Oh wow! Is it a quiz question or is it just? No, no. You got you got to say the most obscure footballer that no one will remember. But when you hear it, they go, "Oh yeah, remember him." Um. Wow, that's that's. We've had some good ones, and we've had like. Uh, do, you, do you have one? I have one. Um, Rica- go on, Ricardo Vazte. What a good one, though. I think I've got one Frederick Piquet on he's played for Portsmouth for front was he at West Ham as well yeah he, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bridges no who did he play for Sunland did he play for Leeds as well Leeds yeah one. that's Michael a good Bridges, one Bridges yeah Michael Bridges scored goals as well to be fair Bridges yeah that's oh, a good yeah. one. So are we all done? Yeah. Don't, uh, don't forget to um, like and subscribe and give us a five star review on Spotify. Thanks very, Thanks much. very much. Thanks, one. No problem, boys.